This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 606, The ABCs of Not Taking Things Personally, and What My Daughter Taught Me About Love, by Stella Grisant of Whoopah.com. It's Monday, and a happy new week to everyone. A few days into 2020, and hopefully a lot of us are still living regret-free this year. I am your host, Greg Audino, also host of the Optimal Living Advice podcast, and I am here from Monday to Friday to help you optimize your relationships. Be sure to hit subscribe and get the latest episodes. There's 606 of them, so don't act like you don't have some to catch up on. (laughs) To start off this week, we have two reflective posts by positive psychology expert and executive coach Stella Grisant. Let's get into it and start optimizing your life. The ABCs of Not Taking Things Personally by Stella Grisant of Whoopah.com. Hey there. Do you find yourself getting defensive at feedback? Do you keep playing certain conversations over and over in your head? Are you upset, annoyed, or angry with someone and can't seem to get over it? Are you uncomfortable around a particular person and beginning to think that there's something wrong with you? Well, you're not alone. In fact, Albert Ellis, an American psychologist considered to be the father of cognitive behavioral therapy, found that people can get stuck in an irrational belief system that holds us back. Our beliefs aren't necessarily true. If we don't examine our beliefs, question them, or are aware of them, they can end up controlling us as if they are the truth. Ellis came up with the three basic musts, which tend to be the universal root causes for why we overreact or take things too personally. Must number one, a demand on yourself. I must do well and get approval or else I'm worthless. This one causes anxiety, depression, and lack of assertiveness. Must number two, a demand on others. You must treat me reasonably, considerably, and kindly, or else you're no good. This leads to resentment, hostility, even violence. Must number three, a demand on situations. Life must be fair, easy, and hassle-free, or else it's awful. This leads to hopelessness, procrastination, giving up. Granted, Ellis is overgeneralizing, but his point is that everyone and everything is fallible, people and the world at large and that unless we stop taking things so personally with no consideration for another's perspective or other possibilities, we're doomed to being miserable and acting out in ways that we may well later regret. Easier said than done, right? Fortunately, Ellis was also all about self-help and coming up with techniques to help people change their beliefs and thought patterns. In other words, just because you think or believe a certain way doesn't mean it's correct and that you have to act upon it. He came up with the ABCDE technique, easy to remember, which is a tool I practice myself and share with my clients, many of whom have found it to be a game changer. A. 
identify the activating event. Think of it factually, without interpretation. For example, someone drove into my lane, causing me to brake quickly. B. What is your belief about what happened? Now, give the unedited version of what you're really thinking. That guy was a total asshole, careless and stupid. C. What is the consequence of your belief? How does it make you feel? I'm so angry and can feel myself wanting to scream. D. Now, dispute your belief. What's another way of looking at what happened? Maybe that guy was rushing to the hospital because his wife was in labor. Or maybe he just didn't see me. E. Notice the effect of disputing your belief. Huh. I'm no longer angry now. By giving someone else the benefit of the doubt, you give yourself the benefit of calm. The more you practice this technique, the more empowered you're going to feel. Trust me, it really works. We may not always know the reason someone did something or why something happened, but that's not the point. The point is that most likely, it had nothing to do with us. And this realization can be very liberating, calming, hopeful, and like I said, empowering. I'll leave you with this recent anecdote that perfectly conveys the point. A client was complaining to me that her boss was suddenly using a harsh tone with her and being very dismissive. She felt that she wasn't being respected, and it was wreaking havoc with her work and emotions. So, I threw out a dispute for her feeling slash belief, one that had nothing to do with her or her performance. Before jumping to the wrong conclusion, maybe consider that he's stressed out about something in his own life and taking it out on you without realizing. Can you take a breath and possibly find out if something else is going on? Before long, she learned that her boss's wife was battling breast cancer. Moral of the story, we don't always know what's going on with other people, nor can we control everything. The one thing we can control is how we feel and ultimately respond. I'd love to know if you try practicing this technique and how it works for you. Keep me posted, okay? But if I don't hear from you right away, eh, I'll try not to take it personally. What My Daughter Taught Me About Love, also by Stella Grisant of Whoopah.com. Since becoming a mom, I love working from home so I can sneak playtime and cuddles with my 16-month-old in between calls. It never ceases to make me feel incredible when I walk out of my office and see the sheer glee on her face at seeing me. She claps her hands and runs into my arms. There is nothing better than that. Every night, my husband and I reflect on the sweet moments we've each had with Lenore, and I shared with him how her greeting me absolutely overwhelms me with joy. And that's when I realized, why don't I do that? I mean, I absolutely adore my husband and am beyond grateful to have him in my life. But when he comes home, I give him a hello and a kiss, usually rushed because I'm preoccupied with getting dinner finished or started, and whatever else I'm thinking about. Maybe I won't clap for joy the way Lenore does, but why don't I take a sec and greet him with the sheer love that I have for him? According to researchers Ed Diner and Sonia Lubomirsky, our relationships are the biggest predictors of our happiness above and beyond our health, our success, even our wealth. And yet, we so often take those we love the most for granted, especially when it's been a few years and life gets in the way. So I am now taking a cue from the wisest one in our family, our 16-month-old daughter Lenore, and choosing to revel in the presence of those I most care about. What about you? Does this sound familiar? If yes, can you think of better ways to express your love and appreciation for those you cherish most? How might you be more purposeful in the time you have with these special people? 
Showing you love, Stella. You just listened to the posts titled The ABCs of Not Taking Things Personally and What My Daughter Taught Me About Love, both by Stella Grisant of Whoopah.com. Great content by Stella. Thanks so much for offering us the pleasure of reading it. One part that I uh, really resonated with is letter D from the ABCs about disputing one's own belief systems. When you consider the never-ending network of possibilities that might be fueling one's behavior, it almost seems nonsensical to plug ourselves in the middle of it and assume that we are the central trigger or central role. Yet another example of just how difficult it is to have the concrete answers to anything. So I ask you, why, why do we put so much pressure on ourselves to have these things figured out? I'm sure not going to answer that question with the time we have left. So with that, let's wrap up today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me, and I will see you right back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.